Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. I'd like to firstly introduce Mbali Kabashe, who is a South African. She is an inspirational speaker, PR and communication specialist. She is an author of a book that was, uh, well, is well known in South Africa, The Intimate Thoughts of a Clever Black. She is currently based in Wuhan. And uh, Mbali, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good evening to you, Patricia, and your listeners. On the line, we also have right now uh, Cleopatra Mariri, who is a South African based in Boston in the USA. Cleopatra is uh, working in the real estate uh, industry for luxury rentals, and her clients are athletes across Boston in the USA. Thank you very much for joining us, Cleopatra. Hi, hi, how are you? Excellent, thank you. Now, um, I'd like to just uh, caution all our listeners, the reason for the delays, because both these calls are international calls. However, we do welcome you to join in on the conversation on 0891-104-207, WhatsApp 614 Firstly, Mbali, I'd like us to speak about uh, your experience being in Wuhan. Why Wuhan specifically? And also because Wuhan is one of the biggest uh, districts, well, provinces in China. And this is where the coronavirus was set to break out. Why did you choose to move to Wuhan? And when did you make this decision? Was it just before the lockdown or way before um, this COVID-19 started? Um, I started working in Wuhan last last year in September, so it was way before the lockdown started, and it was a conscious choice because, like you said, Wuhan is one of the biggest cities in China, and also Wuhan is a hub of science and technology. Wuhan is a hub for international people who are just trying to explore China in its finest, because in as much as it's not a you know, have to be busy as your Beijing, but you also come to Wuhan if you want to see development as it happens live. So that is the reason I specifically chose Wuhan to expose my children to the kind of lifestyle as well as myself. Now, not that we are looking at downplaying the shocking reports uh, of discrimination towards Africans um, and what Africans are facing in uh, in China. We've seen the reports on social media. We've heard of them on uh, media platforms. But what we want to find out from you as a South African living in Wuhan, China, what has your social experience been in Bali? Um, my personal experience really has been nothing short of Awesome. Since I started living in China, not just one, because Wuhan is a second city I'm living in China. I have lived in another city before where I was the only black person in the city. They started living with the black person with me when I first got there. And I have never experienced any of the things you know, that I have had. Uh, the unfortunate things that I've had that other African people have been exposed to. And then I moved to Wuhan and, you know, this would be the time where I assume I would have felt, you know, a bit as a foreigner since most of the people, most of our colleagues even had left because it was one of the biggest holidays when the lockdown started in China. People had left to go on holidays. So basically, even in our community, it was just me and my children that were left behind with the rest of Chinese people. But even then, I still have not felt, you know, the Mbali, you say you are currently in China, Wuhan, with your children as well. Have your children, if you are, if you've never experienced the 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 discrimination, have your children perhaps experienced it? 
No, they have not really experienced it at all. Um, as a matter of fact, since the lockdown started, you know, you, you would understand that a lot changed when the lockdown started. The life, as you know, is completely changed. And because we do not speak the language, Chinese language, we relied on Chinese people for assistance. And everybody wrote to the equation just to make sure that we are comfortable, that we are safe in China. You know, in, in the very beginning when we had not started doing the ordering of, of the stuff that we need online in the local areas, because in China, online shopping is a law. But then we had to localize everything. So new systems were created for local delivery. And it was people from China who do not even speak English who would help us with translation, using Google Translate, just to make sure that we are comfortable with the new systems. My landlord, even before, you know, would come and just outside, live groceries and just ring the doorbell and leave because we were not allowed to, to interact. So really, I, I'd be lying if I said um, we have been exposed to anything other than the complete, complete nurturing from Chinese people. And it's unfortunate that, you know, you'd find places where people feel that they've been treated unfairly. And I, I think that that's something that we need to understand as South Africans, not, not just South Africans, people from all over the world, that in any country, not just China, not just South Africa, you will find people who will take advantage of situations and do stupid things. Racist exist in South Africa, racist exist in America, racist exist in China. So you will find them anywhere, but that does not mean that is the culture of the place that you, you are living in. I mean, if you, you think back just a little bit, uh, not long ago, South Africa was, you know, termed the most xenophobic place in Africa. But anybody who knows South Africa, the soul of South Africa, that is not who South Africa is, that mm. is not what South Africans are. And um, when, when people come to South Africa, you will find pockets of people that feel they have been treated, you know, in, in a xenophobic manner, but they mean that South Africa. Hmm, Mbale, I think you've touched on uh, beautiful points there that we've never heard of in the media. I'd like us to move over to Cleopatra, who's in Boston. Cleo, I'd like you to please give us your experience. I mean, how long have you been in the USA? Were you there um, right before the lockdown or have you been there for a couple of years? And what has your experience been? Have you experienced any discrimination? Um, hi, yeah. So, no, so I moved here um, about 16 years ago. And so it was before the whole corona thing. And um, your question was discrimination. Um, I have not experienced discrimination myself personally, but of course, uh, people that I know in my circle or friends or whatsoever who are people of color have experienced that. So I've seen it, but not really happening to me. Now, in, in terms of your reasoning, Cleopatra, to move to the United States and Boston specifically, what were your reasonings 15 years ago? Um, do you know when you're like done with high school and you go to college uh, or university in South Africa and you really don't know or you're not too sure what you want to major in, you go to school for a year and you're like, oh, I'm so done with this course or whatsoever. So that was kind of like my dilemma. And... Um, 
a friend of mine uh, told me about the OPE program, which was like um, a program that was available there. And of course, not having the money to travel, I decided, hey, why not do it? It would give me a great opportunity just to explore. I did that and um, with a mindset of, you know, I do really want to go back to school. I want to finish my education. So I did that for a year, the program, and then I enrolled in uh, in college, and um, I did my undergrad and got my MBA um, from the U.S. So, yeah. So, Cleo, you've had altogether a beautiful experience, it seems. But on the other hand, I see um, that Mbali says her experience has also been beautiful. Mbali, explain to us why is the narrative that you have experienced in Wuhan, China, not been filtered down to most of us in South Africa? Because there's a lot of family members um, who are expats around uh, the globe, especially in China, uh, for teaching and studying purposes. And a lot of family members in South Africa are fearing for the lives of their loved ones living abroad. Um, I, I think what, what South Africans in particular, you know, I know we get triggered when we hear of information because of our past, but um, I think sometimes we need to, to take a step back. Um, you would remember, I, I, I touched on the xenophobic issue, but I also just to remind South Africans that there was also an issue that got blown out of proportion from South Africa, where it was stated that um, South Africa is now killing white people because they were found murders. So if you read on the news, international news, you also read that um, South African white people are in danger and there is genocide in South Africa. And those are things that we also have to go around explaining when, when they ask us, like, so why do you guys hate, hate other African people? Why are you guys trying to kill all the white people? And, and we know that it's not what is happening in South Africa. So I, I think it's very important that in as much as you, know, you hear in videos of things, you also have an, an open mind and understanding that sometimes what you need is not exactly what is happening in, in the place. And, and you, you have to give yourself that allowance to not just be, be triggered and, and not to, to a point where you're not even trying to find any reasoning um, behind the thing or to a point where you are now making conclusions about an entire place. I mean, China is a place of over a billion people. You understand what I mean? Over a billion people. So if you are going to sum up China by something that happened in Guangzhou, which is one province in Guangzhou, which is one province in China, or something that happened say, in, in three provinces in, in South Africa, you want to sum up the entire country, then you would be running a risk of, of being biased and also a risk of not even trying to learn about other people. I mean, I, I know that in South Africa, you know, there are Chinese people that come and they, they break the, the labor laws in South Africa. Those are criminal elements that the government even properly within South African laws. Because even when we come to other people's countries in China, when you come to China, you come expecting that you will respect the laws of the, of the land. And if you do not, you know there will be consequences. So our government needs to introduce the laws, not just African government, but government all over the place. If they dealing with criminal elements from China, introduce the law the same way that China would. They will never allow anything, you know, that is illegal to happen in their country. And also in terms of, you know, just relations between governments, African governments need to be also 
you know, be able to stand up for their citizens as long as they go to, to other countries. But also the citizens, African citizens, when you go to other people's countries, you cannot go to other people's countries expecting the rules of your country to apply them. So I think that's also another thing that you need to, to, to understand. When so, you go to other people's countries, they have their own laws. So Mbali, what you're saying is we need to be cognizant of the fact that isolated incidences that are publicized widely are not necessarily the norm. You are in China. You have not experienced such. I'd like us to go to some of our WhatsApp uh, voice notes that we've received. And I'd like to invite our callers to call in on 891 Late Night Conversations with me, Patricia and Uli. Good evening, Patricia and the listeners um, from Mpangeni. It's a Winnie and he's a Miami in the US. I'm working on the cruise line and I got the side because of the money and the traveling. Uh, this whole thing has been difficult for a lot of us since now our pays have been cut by 80% and also the, the condition that we are in. Nine cruise nine ships have put in been put in into one, so there's no social distance. There's a four thousand eight hundred crew members in one ship, and we also sharing cabins. So. So it seems that uh, the USA, um, I mean, if a person saying they're in Miami and they're experiencing such um, um, cramped conditions as an, a South African expat, um, the, the conditions are not the same for everyone, Cleo. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. So, um, so we, we won't have a lockdown. So the only thing that's locked down is international travel. So um, you cannot travel internationally, but you can travel from state to state. Um, every state is different with their laws. And, um, yeah, so every state is doing something different. So um, I would say um, the frontline workers are the ones who are going to work. Uh, your grocery stores are open. Your restaurants are open, but of course you can't dine in. So it's all about like calling in and ordering your food and picking it up. Uh, you can still go for your run. I guess everybody's just kind of frustrated that, okay, you know, I, I cannot go to the gym. I cannot, you know, meet my friends, but, you know, so um, every state is really different. I mean, last week, um, Atlanta did lift their restrictions. So people like Brooklyn's, um your restaurants reopened, and today they did, you know, announce that from them just opening, reopening, a thousand people are getting infected every single day. So it's kind of scary, and um, that hey, you know, what are we supposed to do? Uh, they constantly remind us that remember that staying at home is not a cure for corona. You could be tested positive, but you can, you know, get it 10 minutes later. So um, it's just, you know, just not knowing what's going to happen. So, you know, so clear. I'd like, I'd like you to please... Cleo, I'd like you to please um, go, go through your lockdown. Is that what you term it as well in Boston? No, lockdown, no. We're not in a lockdown. So, so we, um, 
on a stay at home. So a lockdown, you, you can't be in the streets or whatsoever. No, that's not what's happening. Our stay at home order is you could still go to the grocery store. You could still um, go pick up your food at the restaurant. You could still, but not eat at the restaurant. So it's just avoiding large crowds. And um, I mean, organizations that people are going into the office is a large crowd, so you cannot go. So businesses are closed and not in that term. But like just as a lockdown, like what I heard in South Africa, that everybody's at home, you can't really go anywhere, you can't go to the grocery store or go to the uh, uh, pharmacy. Um, yeah, so it's really, really, really different. And we could see with the example of South Africa that that really worked. You know, um, it did lower the curve uh, because, you know, South Africa, my country got a lot so much worked together to, to actually try um, lower the curve. But in the U.S., every state has different laws. And uh, every governor makes the laws. New York state laws are different from Boston. Uh, Boston laws mm, are different from Atlanta. So we're not all right. uh, doing the same. All right, Cleo. Yeah, so you've, you've mentioned that uh, point uh, before that oh, every state works differently. I just want to um, alert our, um, our listeners to the fact that they can go to SAFM. Uh, radio at SFM Radio on Twitter to be able to see a video that you have shared with us of what's currently going on in Boston. It's business as usual, cars everywhere, people everywhere. It's unlike what we have here in South Africa. Uh, it seems like you don't even know much about the permits and uh, strict regulations that we are facing in lockdown. Let's go to some of the WhatsApps uh, that we have, uh, voice notes of some expats in China. Hello, my name is Mapula Malachi I'm from Limpopo. I've been in China for about four years now. Um, I couldn't find a job in South Africa, but I found one in China. Um, and it worked out well because I was um, interested in exploring the education field. And yeah, I am. Um, my experience here has been good, stretching. Um, a lot of growth, a lot of room for growth. Um, we get to experience something that we don't get to experience at home, e.g. Part, I'm part of the minority here. Um, and, yeah. Good evening, listeners. Ni hao. My name is Nobu Lezwane and I'm from Springs. I live in Shanghai. I've been living in Shanghai for the past three years. And my experience in Shanghai has been both a challenge and also it has uh, positive aspects as well. Just to mention a few challenges was the cultural shock and the language barrier, of course. However, through perseverance and learning and immersing myself with um, Chinese people, it became easier to communicate. And with regards to the positive aspect, um, I've developed as a teacher, I've learned a lot more about business and I'm currently doing my MBA as well. And I don't think I'd be able to do all of this if I was still in South Africa um, due to economic issues as well and just day-to-day -day issues that we experience as South Africans. So I am grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. 
Well, it seems like uh, the voice notes coming from uh, China um, are, are positive. Mbali, um, let's wrap up a minute each. Um, could you please kindly just, you know, just wrap up? And it seems Chinese, South Africans in China are in good stead. We, we, we really are. I think we, we have to, to be honest as South Africans, um, you know, that we, we are. When we hear the words, we really do get triggered. I mean, I also get triggered because we come from the fact that we come from, but also you have to apply objectivity when you hear in your direction and just try and, and find out how before you sum up and make, you know, a, a, a decision about the entire nation based on something that you heard but you didn't hear the other side of, of the story. I am not in no way, you know, trying to be a PR person for China, but I, I am speaking my experience and it doesn't magnify the experiences of, of other people. But again, like I mentioned, it is very important that we understand that when we go to other people's countries, we go with an open mind, also go with understanding that it is not your country. And the rules that you know apply in your country might not apply in this particular country. I, I heard you just now, Patricia, speaking about the lockdown in South Africa, and I am sure you guys believe your lockdown was very healthy. But if I explain to you what lockdown meant in this particular city, you will not believe. We went to bed one night, woke up, everything had come to a standstill. When I say everything, I mean everything. The building we live in, even elevators couldn't go to the ground floor. The doors were barred. You could not even open the door to go just outside your building. And and we did that for seven, seven days. And so, nobody had an option because those are rules and they apply. And you speak to the rules in China, nobody messes with the law because it is what it is. And some people were feeling, you know, that it is, you know, unreasonable, but it's the law. That is what it is. Right now, if you are caught walking around without a mask, it's a criminal offense. Now, Mbali, unfortunately, we need to, you know, wrap up uh, because we're going to the news. Thank you so very much for joining us and opening up our eyes. I'm sure these conversations are going to continue. Uh, thank you so much, Patricia, to you and your listeners. Excellent. And Cleopatra, in literally 30 seconds, can we please just wrap up your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are um, that's something that they tell us every day. Remember, they want to open the economy, but... Remember, you are not safe out there in terms of you could test negative and 10 minutes later you could be positive. So, um, I don't know. It, 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 it's something that we, the whole world, it has put the whole world to a standstill. You are required to wear a mask. Um, every establishment that you are going to be going into, you have to take your temperature. So, school. Everything for before kids are going into a class or in the building. Thank you very much, Cleo. Um, unfortunately, yeah. because of interest of time, we're going to have to let you go. It's time for us to move right to the news desk with the sultry voice of Zolega Kodashi.